She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Oh, here we are, Kirsty. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, Jill. Thank you. You're looking lovely today. Oh, thanks. I think I brushed my hair for you today. <laughs> I oh. would not be able to see you right enough, but she's looking gorgeous. Oh, you're she's too lovely. Yeah. I'm Want to go blonde again? Are you? I'm a bit bronze just now, but I like I'm liking your hair colour. Mine. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Thank you. So tell me, Kirsty. It's been a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. How have you been? What's been going on? Okay. So on the whole, yep, really good. Um so I could start, I could give you a positive thing and maybe a not so positive thing, but it might lead to a positive thing, I don't know. Yes. um, A bit wobble at the start of the week. I've got this ongoing issue with my mother and it did sort of come to a bit of a uh, crescendo, if you like. It wasn't good. Um, I've tried to reach out to her again to, to talk about things and I've just got the door slammed in my face. So that was really hard to take and that really really derailed me for a day. I was really upset about it. It really triggered me. And it really, really, yeah, that, that was upsetting. I can't lie about that. Um, but on the positive side, um, I feel like I have started to get a bit more clarity coming into my life. You know, I've said to you before, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm good at. And I still don't know. But um, I've booked up for a little course. It just jumped out at me and I just thought, okay, I'm just going to go for it. It's a two-day thing. It's like a spiritual healing thing. So I'm into all that woo-woo stuff. And it just jumped Love the woo-woo, Kirsty. So I've got that booked in a couple of weeks' time, which I'm looking forward to. And it actually means that once I've kind of done that, I can do it on other people, you know, be qualified to do it on other people as well. So that might just be something just to, Mm. as I you know, yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you feel that's the path that you want to go down? I have no idea. All I can all I can say is that I'm trying. I think I'm so keen to see the bigger picture. What is it? But something just said, just look at look what's in front of you. Just try not to look too far ahead. So this came up, um, and I'm doing it. Whether that's what I'm going to do or not, I don't know. But it, it spoke to me. So I guess you could say that that was that connection with my intuition is yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. You, the thing is, you maybe on a higher level, like a surface level, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if it is. I think you do know. Mm-hmm. I think if you really are super honest with yourself and we think about like, you know, there's a saying and it's by Dr. Wayne Dyer be open to everything and attached to nothing. And I think that's great that you're doing that. You're open to everything and attached to nothing. But I really feel intuitively that that there's parts of this, because you've mentioned this before, that there's yeah. definitely something in there that's that's really worth allowing yourself to go in and really embody and 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 just be in that being state of it doesn't, you know, when it's hard, when we're trying to like force something and figure something out. Yeah. Maybe this doesn't feel hard because it's real truth. It's true to you. Well, I think, I think you're making a good point. Cause I think, was it, I can't remember when it was, Jill, maybe last week you'd put up a post about 
writing down your fears or something like that. What was that again? So basically it was an exercise you were encouraging people to do. Yeah. And it, I did that. And I do think, I do think I have a block, a fear of judgment or a fear, because I've come from, like you, I've got a similar background to you, highly corporate, very senior, very, um, you know, how, I guess that was the identity I had. And I guess jumping into this woo-woo space, there's a bit of a, maybe a fear of judgment, a fear of back clash a fear of being alive that kind of thing so that did come up in that exercise you did so that was a really useful one so thanks for that yeah it's interesting because I can tell being intuitive and the way I coach that you do there is there's a real call in there for you Mm -hmm. but it's almost you're not really fully allowing yourself just to say I'm going to really go in and explore this. And and I love it. It's almost like, yeah, you know, I found this course. It kind of spoke to me. And there's this element of you playing it down a little bit, Mm -hmm. which by the way, I get. And I think so many of us do because we don't want to say it's the thing. And then it turns out not to be the thing. And then people are like, oh, you're jumping about. Like, what are you doing? Honestly, that, that is me as well, because that was one of the things that came up. I have tried my hand at a few different things. And I'm not going to say failed because I didn't fail I just they just weren't for me and there is that sort of element of not shame but embarrassment almost like oh here she goes again trying something else and Kirsty's latest thing you know Mm. but we need to fail all the time because it takes (laughs) us to the thing that we're supposed to be doing like Mm -hmm. if we're not failing then we're not living Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we really aren't I feel like we have to fail all these things and this word fail is just this narrative of it's such a bad thing. You're a loser. You know, you're a failure. It's this, this term that's been, been attached to the word failed or failure. You know, if we look at it differently, it's like you, in summary, it's like what you said, you've, you've tried these different things. Actually, you've gone down a path that really wasn't your sole purpose. It wasn't true to you. Therefore, it didn't work. I see that as a gift because, you know, rather than just, it's like the universe has went, you know, this isn't your path, Kirsty. So we're going to just, it's going to go a bit wrong here. (laughs) And then you're going to do this other thing because you're like, well, you know, I deeply, deeply, deeply know the thing I need to be doing and the thing that's really true to my soul. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow that to come through. I'm just going to conform and I'll just maybe like put my toe in the water a little bit and then it doesn't work again. And it's like, well, it's because it's not the thing, Kirsty. It's actually really good. We If we change the way we look at it, mm-hmm. it's like that didn't work because it wasn't supposed to work because it's not aligned to the truest, you, you know, your innate being. It's not aligned to your soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. That's why it will never feel right. Even when we think we've got the dream job, or the thing that's like, yay, I've achieved. Oh my God, why do I feel so empty? Why do I feel so numb? Yeah. Why do I have these things? And I'm buzzing for maybe, you know, maybe six months at best. And then I just feel like this isn't the thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually really love that you've booked this because I really want you to start to follow the threat of joy in this place and Mm. in this space because every failure as you say Mm. has taught you and will teach you and go on to to help you teach others whatever space that you're in 
it's going to allow you because what I talk about relates to so many people from corporate mm-hmm. and it also gives permission to change the trajectory of their life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know at 37 I did that I left that job and I had a big mortgage and two children and no yeah. income coming in by the way Good and I had sleepless nights. I'm not going to say, oh, and I manifested. And then one day I woke up and I made all this money and blah, blah. It doesn't work like that. Like we can manifest, we're always manifest. And I talk about this a lot, but unless you do the work and you really see yourself and your truest, the true essence of who you are, that's when you start to not only manifest, but enjoy it, like enjoy yeah. everything around you. It's like I feel with you, and and I see this with a lot of people, you're fighting against who you really are. Yeah, yeah, I think I am. I think I am. And that's slowly, slowly coming to the surface. You know, I can see little elements of that now and things that you're saying that are resonating. So, yeah, I I can accept that. I love that. And I see such a shift in you. I said that last time. Mm hmm. And going into the situation with your mum, do you feel like there's anything different in terms of, you know, you said it really floored you Um, for a day. Was it a day or did it spill out longer than that? How do you feel you reacted to that in comparison to how you maybe would have before? um, I was a lot sadder about it. It was almost like a grief but you know what, I look back when I think about it rationally, I think this isn't just something that's happened. This has been over, okay, I don't want to sort of bore with details, but basically should, because we've had this sort of transactional relationship and my daughter had said something to me that she'd said that I don't let granny come into the house, which wasn't true. And it, my mum does this quite often. So all I wanted to do was just gently say to her, look, whatever's going on between us is fine, but I don't want you to say things like that to Olivia. And then she accuses, accuses me of childish behaviour and, you know, just... So it's almost like coming back. I mean, now, in the past, that would have really made me feel guilty because I would have questioned my own behaviour, whereas I don't, I don't automatically assume I'm in the wrong all the time now. I have noticed that shift. Mm. I'm becoming more aware of the patterns of her behaviour rather than just reacting in the moment. So I'm able to take a step back and say, look, this is, over the years, this is what she does. This is quite common. Um, as hurtful as it is, I have to accept... I'm not going to have the relationship that I would want from a mum. Just, I have to. And I think the sooner I accept that, the easier my life will become. And I've fought against it for so long. Mm. Not always in the right way. You know, I've always, I've reacted badly too and had my moments, but it's it's been through hurt and frustration and exasperation. But, you know, I've got a good friend who's like you. She's a coach and she's like, you know, this is her pain. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just have to allow her to, navigate our way through it and you have to know when to sort of gently quietly walk away but it's hard because it's your mum you know of course it's hard uh, you know and you're human yeah and most of your life you've been taught um, and conditioned and as we all have to think to speak to behave in a certain way and this didn't come from your mum intentionally doing it it really came from her learned behaviour, and we see this. But what I really want to pick up on with what you said there is around acceptance. Mm. You're like, it's the sooner I can accept this, the sooner I can start to 
move forward. But I'm feeling something right now from you, like your energies just went and yeah. shifted. Pain, it's, it's the pain, yeah. it's the pain of the, because I guess you think if your own mother rejects you, then it kind of leaves you questioning what hope there is in the world. You know, it's that little girl in me, you know? So it is painful. Yeah. Rejection, yeah. And we can go on and look at that, okay? Because it doesn't need to mean the end. Yeah. It just needs to have a different perspective and a, and a shift in how you how you see that relationship. It doesn't mean that you need to cut her out your life. It doesn't mean there needs to be this big moment of, oh, you know, that's it. Actually, it, it can be more about how can you accept, but almost alchemize these parts, you know, and let them integrate, but keep what you want to keep and let go of what you don't. You get to decide, mm-hmm. and this is the beauty and the power that you hold within. Mm-hmm. And I want, just before we go into your mum some more, I want to ask you, because way back in, well, session two, we did a real session with your dad and the mm-hmm. energy there. Mm-hmm. How has that been feeling with him and the connection with him since then? I don't give it much thought, to be honest. Um mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I just don't give it much thought. <laughs> okay, that's really interesting, Kirsty, because the when we first went in, he, his energy was the one that was really coming through. Mm-hmm. So it's really beautiful to see that, you know, you can, and here's the thing, you we can unconditionally love, and I know that's a term that people are like, what, that means that I have to, when I unconditionally love, it means I have to like accept them and put up with, it doesn't. Mm. It means that actually unconditionally loving and, and it's very, very freeing because what we can do is we can say, I will unconditionally love you because actually there's some pain and things in there, but I now see that it's not my responsibility. It's not my thing. It's not myself. And we can let them go. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and I feel like there's been a shift with your dad in that space of, I feel a real sense of non-attachment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there may be moments that it pulls you back, but that's just the old mind, right? It's the the programs. The mind is hardwired. We just need to catch it and come back to the self. And but when we did that exercise, we didn't do your mum. No, we did your dad. And so maybe we just need to go in and and explore what's coming up with your mum. And we may do something similar. We may do something different, but let's intuitively go in and see, take a peek, see what's going on there. See if we need to just remove anything or we need to, you know, integrate some things Mm -hmm. um, and just see if we can see your mum differently. Okay. Yeah. I think it's probably, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so we're going to do that, but what else? Is there anything else that's coming up for you that you feel okay, I want to look at this or let me know. Yeah. I know what open up my mouth is um, I've, got, I've got a block with money, money blocks. Um, I've had, I've gone through periods of my life where, you know, I grew up not, not particularly well off, working class family. Um, I earned a lot of money in my career. I was at an all-time high, you know, I've 
been in some very fortunate positions. Then I've been in situations where I've lost, had a lot of big financial losses due to you know bad investments or market conditions or whatever. Um, but now I'm, I'm not earning right now either. So there's that sort of, there's a real desire to earn as well. And as you said before, is that coming from the heart of the ego? And I've recognized that was probably coming from the ego. So starting to think, you know, like you mentioned Wayne Dyer earlier, how can I serve? How can I serve? How, I'm trying to get into that mentality. But when I spend money, I, I, I get a physically a physical response. Oh, it's like there's a fear it's not going to be replaced or it's going to run out or there's never enough. It's a weird thing. And I've, I've never really noticed it before, but I'm, my awareness has been heightened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sensing there's a real lack. Yeah. In yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your core beliefs about money growing up? Like, what was the language that was used around the house? I've, I've, I've tried to think about that. I mean, I can't remember sort of a particular phrase or anything that was said, but it was tight. It was really tight. My mum had a lot of nervous energy around money. My dad, he made some sort of poor choices, I would say. He was quite selfish with his money. He would rather choose to spend it in the pub or on his hobbies and activities than, you know, take us away on a family break or do whatever. It was, And so mum really struggled with money, always borrowing. There was never enough. Always having to sort of rob P- Peter to pay Paul and having to juggle and... You know, that so there was never enough. That was probably the the memory. Mm, yeah. Who do you blame for that, Mum or Dad? I don't I don't really hold blame or accountability to to anyone. It's just I think both played their part. You know, dad was quite selfish, I guess, and mum was trying to do her best. I mean, she worked two jobs and she always tried to do the best for us, I guess, you know, which I recognised and appreciated. And she tried to make sure that we had what we wanted. Um, but it always seemed to come at a price that never came easily. No. So that's exactly why your beliefs around money are the way they are. Mm. That's exactly what it is. You know, you're not born with the fear of mm. lack. Um, you've learned that. You know, mm. if dad was spending the money, but there was never enough and the, the language and the energy was always nervous energy. Mm-hmm. You know, you were robbing Peter. They were robbing Peter to pay Paul. Um, there was never enough. Mm. Borrowing money, losing money. Mm. So your belief system around that is obviously um, going to be in that space. Because if you're brought up with someone who you know, money's easy, it's not, you know, it's it's just, it comes in, and for sure, your belief system will be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or there's not enough, it's going to run out. This mm-hmm. whole, I'm going to spend it, oh God, you know, what if? Yeah, oh, spend this and nothing comes in, oh my God. You know, yeah, it's like that fear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, and I recognise this. I mean, I, about what would have been about three years ago now I trained with T. Harv Eker who's written The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind I don't know if you've ever read it and if not definitely take a look if anyone listening yeah Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker so I did his training for about four or five months because when I came out of corporate and obviously I was starting up my own business I had sleepless nights over money because I thought, how am I going to do this? 
And that it's, we self-sabotage. And I'll tell you what, understanding where your money story comes from is really important. So number one, you do that. I would like you, Kirsty, to spend some time really getting into the detail around it. Okay. Like, what was money like in the house? What was the language that was used? I know you've kind of said it to me now, but really putting it onto paper and getting it out there, like, you know, really, really getting it down and, and brain dumping it around everything to do with money. And even as a child growing up, that actually, what was your story going into work? Did you believe you were worthy of receiving this money? Did you believe that you might lose it? Did you believe it was going to run out? You know, did you believe that you were a type of person who wasn't, you know, it wasn't on the cards for you? I remember, you know, growing up, again, it was, you know, working class for me. And people like us didn't have yeah. didn't make a million. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on the cards for people like us. So that belief, like, was really hardwired. Mm-hmm. Um I always remember time I noticed that we were different. You know, you kind of, as a kid, you are a bit ignorant to it. But I remember going for, what wasn't a play date, because I was about 15, but I remember going to a girl's house and I just remember walking in her house and it was like a palace. Like nothing I'd ever seen before. It was all interior design. It was beautiful. Then I was so aware that we were poor. But we weren't poor, you know, we weren't poor. That's not right, but we weren't like them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So even going back to that story, that and you might think, oh, why am I going over this? It's really important to get it all out, mm-hmm. to get it all out. And then what we start to do is we start to recognize these are just beliefs. Actually, it's a story. You can change it, but you have to change your energy. Energy, yeah. money. Yeah, you have to change your energy around money. So number one is understanding the story, the belief systems, even going back to like your parents, because they would have come from maybe not having money. I know for sure when I was younger, no one had it though. Like I didn't have lots of rich friends or anything. We all were very, very similar. So no one really had loads in the 80s and the early 90s. I mean, I wouldn't say I ever really done without but we never went on big holidays or anything like that. That was like a, you know, a, you know, a, a Chinese takeaway or yeah. a takeaway in the eighties and a Friday night was like such a treat for us. You know, it was like, oh my goodness, we're going to get up and watch Dynasty and have our Chinese takeaway with my mom, and it was like, woo! Felt like we won the war. Oh, oh yeah. My mum worked three jobs. She was a single mum. My dad yeah. gambled all our money. And, uh, you know, so, so we didn't have it. But to change that, I had to really detail and spend a few days typing or journaling about just how my belief system was that it was. And, and my, my belief was it's not in the cards for us. Yeah, People like our millionaires. Mm-hmm. So I had to change that story and I had to really start to create new belief systems and new words and change my energy around it. And this is where manifesting comes into it. So when we can start to hardwire our beliefs around money and listen, it's as simple. We don't need to overcomplicate this. It is as simple as money mantras, mm-hmm. right? So money mantras like I love money and she loves me. I have an amazing relationship with money. I am a money magnet. Now, I created maybe seven 
money mantras that I had in my notes on my phone and I set five alarms throughout the day to go off and then the little note said money mantras and I would go into my notes section and I would read those money mantras 10 times over five times per day. Now, that might sound extreme to people, but that took me, what, 30 seconds, five times a day? Mm -hmm. But within two months, I had replaced my corporate income, working part-time. Positive story, I love that. I am not sharing that to brag. That's fact. That is fact. Because I understood the belief system I was like, wow, now I understand. Because if we don't understand it and we start to just create money mantras and start to believe, like, you know, we start to see money, we start to visualize our, there's a hundred K in our bank account, we're going to the cash machine, we're putting in our pin number, the number comes up hundred K, whatever that magic number is for you, you know, it's subjective, whatever is, you know, a good number for you. We, we may try and do all that, but we won't manifest it because we don't understand what our subconscious programs are. So we need to understand the subconscious programs and then rewire them. So that's why I'm saying to you, if we can get you to detail it, mm-hmm. and even if there's emotion that comes up around it, you know, we've spoken about this before, we understand the power of moving that energy through our body. So if there's anger that comes up around dad, who you, you know, you've, you've used these words that he was selfish, that he spent the money, wasn't considerate. If there's anger that comes in there, I know we've gone in and tapped into anger with your dad before, but if anything comes up, you want to, you know, how to do this. You want to get up and you want to, ah, you want to move it through your body. You want to say those words that need to be said. And then you bring in safety. You know, you, you regulate your nervous system again, you bring in safety and you, you know, this is not my story. This is not my truth. The truth is money is energy. The truth is that there is an abundance of money and, and, I can attract money into my life. I am worthy. I am worthy of receiving money. You know, so, and again, with your mom, if you're writing down about mom's story, if there's emotion and sadness or anger or anything that comes up, tune into that feeling. We don't need to be like, mom, you're this or dad, you're that. It's what you want to do is you want to almost feel that emotion through your body that is related to money or the story around money, the belief, and move it through your body and shift it out of your energy field. And then because you'll have done that, Kirsty, you've created space by moving it out. Mm-hmm. That's when you start to bring in the safety and the money energy and, you know, money is good and, you know, this is not my story. And I cut emotional ties with that old belief and bring in new beliefs that money is good, that money is, you know, money brings me amazing things in my life and I am worthy of receiving. But it's doing that because you're starting to bring in new belief systems because you've you've shifted the old ones out. But it's important that you, when you shift them out, that you do replace them or else the chance is that the old stuff's going to start to come back in again because you've had it hardwired for 30, 40 years, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely money mantras um, are really, really great. And they're super simple. People will say to me, how would you do it? It's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been consistent, though. Okay. It's actually, like I said to you, 
when I did the T. Harv Eker training, he said, you know, five times, five alarms on your phone, phone, say it, you know, 10 times over five times per day. And I would go back into his training and he would say, you know, who did their homework? And I would always have my hand up. I'm like, I did it. I did it. And he would really tear into people and say, like, why are you here if you're not doing what I'm telling you to do? This works. But I believe what he didn't really tap into a lot was the the old subconscious beliefs. And I think if we don't tap into the subconscious beliefs and the story around it and move it through our body and shift it out, then we're trying to, and I've used this analogy before, um, sprinkle unicorn glitter over a pile of shit because your subconscious won't let you believe it. So you can affirm, mantra, all day long. But if your subconscious beliefs have not been worked on, mm-hmm. then it ain't going to work. So yeah. both. does that yeah. make sense? Totally makes sense. And I've always, always believed that, you know, you see these sort of manifestation coaches and all the rest of it, I've always believed that there's work to be done first. And this yeah. is kind of with the course I'm going to do it's kind of like that energy it's a it's not Reiki but it is it's a a sort of blockage removal kind of treatment or energy shift that that's why it really jumped up out and spoke to me beautiful Mm. beautiful because we can't if we don't remove the block Mm. we're not getting it yeah exactly yeah we're not getting it um but you know how to do this Kirsty like you can go back and even listen to episode two and you could do a similar thing with money do you know you know how and your body knows and anyone listening to this never underestimate how your body knows exactly what to do if you can get still enough instead of being distracted and you might find that when you sit down to do this oh I need to put a washing on Mm -hmm. oh I'm just going to check my phone and by the way that happens to me too when I need to work through something my ego Mm -hmm. aka mind will just like take me and like oh I'll be like looking at um puppies on um YouTube or some crap like I was like what how did I get here two hours later and then you get annoyed at yourself and it's just self-sabotage it's the mind going oh no you know this isn't you know you you what are you doing this for because you know for 35 years you've you've done it this way and um this doesn't feel right but the mind only knows what you tell it your mind believes that you're not worthy of receiving it and when you get it you lose it because guess what's happened to you before you've got it and you've lost it over and over actually yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you get it and you lose it because you and this is what happens with manifesting when you we can all manifest but either it does well either it doesn't come because the block's so big or it does come and then we lose it yeah yeah because the belief that is isn't it amazing because all you need to do is change your belief system and that is consistency so here's some homework for you Kirsty. every single day starting today I want you to get I mean it's literally you can look up money mantras on google and there'll probably be about 100, and you look down there and you intuitively tune into what six or seven of these are really speaking to me. You know, when I see them, I feel it in my body. What do I need now um, to almost take this on? 
you know, for me, I, 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 what helped with me was making money like an energy, like a person, like a friend. I love money and she loves me. That one really got me because it made me think, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I, I can make friends with her. <laughs> you know, I'm a yeah. good friend, I, you know. And that helped me because it always, every time I said it, it made me smile, which then changed my energy again mm-hmm. into playfulness, happy, relaxed, fun, friendly. And when we are vibrating at that energy, then of course we're attracting more of the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want you to put alarms on your phone yeah. five times a day. And mm-hmm. you, you need to be disciplined with this. And anyone even listening to this, you need to be disciplined with it. So if it goes off and you're in the middle of walking down the street, don't snooze it. Don't turn it off. If yeah. you want it, you see it. Like literally I would be in the middle of a conversation with someone and it would go off. I'd be like, excuse me, I just need to say this 10 times. Thanks. <laughs> and I know that people were like, oh, what? Yeah. So what? I- I'm like, well, do you know what? I, I don't want to be homeless. So I'm going to do this. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But you've got it. It depends how much you want it. If you mm-hmm. want to go all in, like I had a good income when I was in corporate, but I replaced that working part-time hours in, in two months by doing this work. It works and it will work for you yeah. if you want to be consistent and do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like my, my, my ego or my mind gets in the way, but how are you going to do it? How, you, you know, what are the practical steps you take? It's so overwhelming. Yeah. Get the monkey mind down. But I know that. I, I know what I need to do. You know this. This is just your mind. But you don't need to know the how. All you're doing is changing and creating a new belief system around money. So don't let the bigger thing overwhelm you. Like, yeah, but how? Well, well what are you going to do for a job? Like, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't think about that. What you're doing is you are basically integrating a new belief system. Mm-hmm. And so... Take the pressure off of having to think about, well, I need to know what the job is that's going to make me this income. No, mm-hmm. you don't. You just need to change your belief system and then that that job or that business opportunity will come. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Take you're a changing note. your energy. You're changing your belief system. You're creating new habits, um, new words around money, new energy around money. That's all you're doing. I'm not saying to you, like, go out and then come back to me in two weeks and tell me what your business opportunity is. <laughs> tell me your business plan. You don't need to know that right now. Um, yeah, it's okay. just about energy around money. Mm-hmm. Got this. Yeah, okay. Also, like, if you can even look up YouTube, like, this is why I want to keep it super simple for you. See if you just Google like T. Harvaker on YouTube, any of his work, you know, anything around money mindset, YouTube is a free tool and there's so much content and so much amazing content out there around it. It's at your fingertips. Okay. I think it's just Kirsty knowing if you can see someone for me, like it's evidence, knowing that someone else has done it before me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if they can do that and that's true, then I can do that. I just need to do what they've done, but mm-hmm. almost do it for me and, and understand what my stuff is and my beliefs. So you, my, I'm your evidence, Kirsty. Mm-hmm. As someone, you know, we're similar, like backgrounds in terms of corporate, mom, home, had money, then like 
let go of it and uh, 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 you know, so if I can do it, you can. Yeah. No, that's, you do not need to overcomplicate it because it isn't actually over, it's not complicated. Okay. Got it. Yep, got it. You've just taken a set of belief systems from your family and made them yours. So all you're going to do is unpick it, create new ones that will feel weird at first, but you're going to say it so much that it's just going to become hardwired. I've just remembered one more thing that might be quite good. Now, this isn't for everyone, but it's just something if you want to go to sleep with it. Subliminal money mindset. Um, so if you go onto YouTube and just put like subli- subliminal message money mindset, it's like they have it to like alpha sounds. Like, so it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Put it on at night, or even if you're out walking, put it on for an hour. You know, if you're doing the dish, just clean and put it on. And it's, it's you know, it starts again. I mean, if you were listening to something that was constantly saying you're ugly, mm-hmm. you're unhealthy, you're a mess, you're stupid, you're dumb. If you were to listen to that all the time, for sure, you would feel like that. So are, sometimes if that's the thoughts that you have, you know, I'll give you a laugh. I used um, subliminal messaging to grow my hair. It worked. Hello, <laughs> oh, it does. It does work and it works, but people don't do it because it's just like, it's not logical. Yeah, they can't. I'm not going to do that. That that can't be right. Yeah, it's not logical. I, I get it. And I, very much like yourself, I see a lot of people talking about manifest and it's just like, mm-hmm. I, call, I closed my eyes and I said these words a couple of times and I called it in. Mm-hmm. That to me is BS. Yeah, you, totally. Yeah. You've called it in. You know mm-hmm. that you're capable of bringing money in. But the mm-hmm. issue is you lose it because yeah. your system is it can't happen exactly and if it does happen you lose it so that's Mm -hmm. so you're actually closer than you think Mm -hmm. and I I really feel this for you like if you are consistent with this Kirsty I promise you we will be having a completely different conversation in four weeks from now okay yeah I will do it I will do it Jill I will if I say I'm going to do it I will do it I know you will subliminal messages um really money mantras constantly listening to people listen to motivational conversations around it on youtube um, mm-hmm. and really when you're doing your visualization really imagine money in your bank account imagine money coming in it doesn't need to be like well what what what's the job just see the money in your bank account over and over again not just see it feel it embody it really allow yourself to be like this feels amazing Mm -hmm. right just try it for a month if it doesn't work I will eat my word (laughs) I will eat my words either that or I won't believe that you've done it (laughs) yeah I will do it I will do it I love it we're changing this we're changing this story (laughs) right easy Great. Awesome. I'm excited for you. I'm excited. Thank you. Right in it, mm-hmm. If I felt like we needed to go in and like rewire some stuff there, I would sit and do it with you right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think we do. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think you're closer than you think. Yeah. Just need yeah. To be consistent. 
Yeah. Okay. No, I've, I've written everything down and I will. Set my alarms and. Boom. Yeah. I want photographic evidence of those alarms. Okay. <laughs> that on my list as well. Yeah. <laughs> and bringing in gratitude, right? So sometimes we're looking for the big million pound check coming in the post. You might just get something that comes in that's like £36 refund for something, or, you know, you might get a free coffee or. And yeah. For all of those little things, tune into every little thing and bring in yeah. gratitude for it. Even if it's a refund of a pound mm-hmm. you weren't expecting, just notice the small things. Because if we're not embodying gratitude either, it's almost like, well, what's the point? So yeah. you've got to just really start to bring in gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So do you want to just tune into the energy of your mum? How are you feeling about that? Do you feel that you want to go there? Yeah, everything resonates with me. I believe in everything, you know, like the subliminal messages, the mantras. Um, There's some fun ones on TikTok that I've seen that are actually like, remember my friends, my ones, ching, 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 goes a money tree, money, money, money comes to me so easily, you know, things like that. (laughs) Yeah. They're good as well for anybody that wants to look at them. But I I like your idea about... um, going and googling it and picking out ones that resonate because I haven't really done that before I've just kind of used one that I've stumbled upon so I'll do that because the way that you were describing about feeling fun and feeling friendly that's kind of what I want to cultivate mm-hmm. so um yeah I'll do that for sure yeah you don't want to be scared of money you want to be like she's my friend yeah Hi, how are you what are you bringing me today Woo! Yeah. excited that's it it is it's just what I feel that you've maybe done before is listen to a couple of things, but there's maybe not been that consistency. Treat this like a life-changing exercise that you're fully invested in over the next month, and then we'll see what happens. Okay. You're on. Every day, including Saturdays and Sundays. There's mm-hmm. no day off with this because okay. we want it hardwired. And it mm-hmm. takes, like they say, something like 21 to 28 days to change our behaviour. So you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'll set you even a tougher challenge because I know that you're capable. If you miss it for a day, you have to go back and start again until okay. you get it for 30 days. Okay. <laughs> you're like, I'm not missing a day. I'm not missing a day. <laughs> I'm excited for you. This is a good thing. We want to uh, bring in that fun to this part, right? Yeah, no, it's fun. Okay. Amazing. So how are you feeling about your mum just now? What what's yeah. the end and and have a look at that? Because I do think that's probably the only thing really that's kind of sneaking up and grabbing me. Um it's just sadness. It's sadness for uh, the relationship I've never had really. And I, I know like you know, I always look at friends I've got that have got a brilliant relationship with their mum they go on holidays they go out for dinner together they go shopping together they've, they've maybe got a sister as well and it's all lovely and they've got that support network and it's just it's secure and it's nice but I just don't have that you know and I, I do feel envious and uh we just can't seem to get on which is upsetting but it's it's it is easier when I'm not in our company sometimes because I don't get that angered or that emotional outburst or what have you so um yeah it's just a sadness like I said it's a rejection okay let's just drop down into the space okay let's because we've been getting excited there about money and we're, we're excited about all this money you're going to bring in so 
let's just drop down, close your eyes. Do you know something coming into my mouth, Jill? It's I think my mum, God, this is this is a bit of a, an epiphany, has resented my success. And I think I've been blocking it because of the shame and the guilt that I feel for having what she's always wanted. It's just that's it. Because it's making me emotional. It's just literally light bulb moment. Because our relationship did really change when I started to do well at work and career and earn money. Um, and I don't want to give too much of what's gone on in our life, but a lot of it has been around money. She would borrow money from partners that I had. She would she lent me money to buy my first flat, then immediately wanted it back, you know, but it's all been around money. So no coincidence, this is coming up now. So beautiful. Okay, drop into the space. Close your eyes down. I want you just to take a few breaths, okay? So keep your eyes closed. Start to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Dropping into the body. Relax your shoulders. Let's just tune in. Inward. Which part of your body are you drawn to right now? It's the womb area. Okay. Move into that space. My mum doesn't want me or doesn't like it when I'm successful. She resents. What do you think it is about mum that you that she resents you and she doesn't want you to be successful? I don't know what it is, but all I feel is just complete animosity. She never carry on. She never had that. She had to struggle. It really, it really separates us. She wants to take what I've got. Take a deep breath into that room space. Allow that space just to soften and relax. Using your breath. Yeah. What is your belief around your mum? And you, what do you believe your mum believes about you? She doesn't like me. Mm. 
go to that. What do you believe about your mum? That she's bitter. She doesn't like people's happiness. Or she doesn't celebrate other people's happiness. She resents it. I want you just to imagine that your mum is there, okay, that she's standing before you. What's the feeling right now in your body? Confusion. Confusion. What are you confused about? I just don't understand how a mother could resent their daughter. I just, being a mother myself, I just cannot understand it. Okay, what else is there? What do you feel? What do you feel from your mum right now? I feel hatred from my mum. I feel like a seething, bitter, angry, jealous energy. Like she wants to hurt me. Mm. Go into that right now. Go to that energy and emotion of her, that hatred that, that, that you believe she hates you, that she wants to hurt you. Just tell me what's going on. What does it feel like? I just feel unloved. Mm. I really do feel unloved. And rejected. And I see myself as a little girl. This isn't just an adulthood. I feel that as a child, just unloved and rejected from her. It's like my existence pains her. I want you just to feel that in your body and just allow it to build and let's just see if we can maybe try and sound it out or move or shake or whatever it is that you need to do if you need to get up and move around just really tune in your body knows exactly what to do but if there's any words that need to come out It's just questions, and this is reflective of like today, like why talk to me? Help me understand why, 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 why? Just not even a consideration to help me understand nothing. 
I'm just, I'm just making me confused. What do you want to ask her? Why? Why? Why do you hate me? Why do you judge me constantly? Why do you not want me to have the things I have? Why do you reject me? Why do you resent me? Why do you question everything I do? Why? What is it about me that just wants you to bring me down all the time? What do you need right now, Kirsty? I really feel like I want a mum figure who is compassionate, who is at the end of the phone if I need to talk something through, if I'm going through a hard time, comes round, if I'm, I need support with my child, is willing and flexible, and just who loves me for me. You want to be unconditionally loved. You want to be loved. Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah, I just want to be loved. Just allow that emotion just to move. You're doing really well. You want to be loved. Yep. You see, when we think about the money story by maybe making money and being successful, it meant that you weren't loved. So on a a subconscious level, we self-sabotage because we want the success, we want the money, but more than any of that, we want to be loved. And there's really a belief there that if you have that, you won't be loved. Yeah. Yeah. This is a real breakthrough. And I really think about, you know, logically and consciously about the time where I had huge financial losses came at a real point in my life where I really needed a mom. What do you need right now? What do you need to feel or what what comfort do you need? What's the feeling? What's the energy that you feel that you need? It is, like you say, just it's unconditional love, not having to be or do or try, just to be accepted for who I am, for what I am, to be supported. Just, I'm really missing, just a mum who's there for me when I need her, just for little day-to-day things, like just, you know, a bit of a confidence boost or if I need to get some sleep because I haven't had sleep, you know, to look after my daughter for a little while, just support, love, unconditional love and support. 
And is there any time that you believe your mum wants to do that for you? No. No. That she has. I can't think of a time where I've really felt. That's okay. Is there any part of you, Kirsty, that is rejecting your mum? I guess you could argue. I feel like this is coming from the head because I'm probably not fully accepting the way she is. I guess you could say that as an element of rejection. You know, pain comes when we try and change someone and we don't, it doesn't work, right? We try and control a situation. We try and change a person. We want them to be someone who they are not. And then we get hurt because they don't show up around the expectations of what we have. However, your mum is maybe not capable of having that relationship for many reasons. You know, her own relationship with her family, her relationship with your dad that's that's had an impact on her. Now, it's not about saying what's happened is okay. It's understanding that her capacity right now and her willingness is not where you're at. And therefore, she may never meet your expectation, but the pain is coming because you want to change something. Yeah. That you maybe can never change. You're holding on to a belief and a story around how it should be versus how it actually is. And if we let go of the need to control and change people, it gets a lot easier when we accept. It doesn't mean that it's okay. But when we forgive, and again, forgiving doesn't mean it's okay, but it means it stops having a hold on you. It stops you trying to, to change someone that you cannot, you have no control over your mum. And you have no right to control no. your mum. Like your mum has no right to control you. Your mum's soul is on this path and she may never change. And that hurt because we have a belief of how a mum should be. And because she's not meeting that expectation, you're left in pain. Yeah. If you can suddenly see that, I have no control over this. And what you need, that you start to meet that need for yourself. For example, if you need more love and unconditional love, you give that to yourself. When you start to recognize, actually, there's a real probability that there's a subconscious belief there around rejection from your mum that, means that you, without even realising, have self-sabotaged with money Yeah. because you, the need to be loved by her was greater than the yeah. need to have money. Yeah. And this is what's going to help you changing your story and belief around money because this is a real aha moment. And you had that epiphany before we even went in there. Honestly, just leapt out. Just gonna get- yeah. And it's gorgeous because you've come right into where this is all coming from. 
you know, there's part of it with your dad, but there's this part of this need to, my mum should be this way, but Kirsty, she's not. And the more that you're fighting against it and living your life around a, a fantasy, yeah. you're never going to move forward. That's exactly what this issue is. I know, I know it. I know it's my frustration, as you say, this fantasy it is. It's, that's, I've been fighting against it. I want you to go back in and do inner child. Okay. Because I want you to go in and reparent yourself. Now you've had this moment of realisation of what's going on with your mum. I want you to go in and do inner child again. I want you to go in and meet her and ask her what she needs. Now, she wants to be unconditionally loved. You're a mum now. You're a parent and you know how to do that. You know how to give young Kirsty exactly what she needs right now. So, okay, it's not the traditional way of doing it, how a mum should be. But you're here and you're living this and learning this lesson for a reason. Mm. And you may never know what that is. Mm. But for sure, you can go in and reparent yourself. Mm -hmm. Can give that version of you, that inner child, everything that she needs. And, you know, if you you may imagine, you know, this comes up in the inner child workshop anyway, that you go in and you hug her mm-hmm. and you make her feel safe. Mm-hmm. Change that story. You change that belief. You know, what does she need? I, I want to be seen. I want to be heard. Okay, so tell me what you need. Here's some unconditional love from me to you. Mm-hmm. And you really embody that. Let her, you know, cry. Let her, you know, let her laugh. Whatever it is that comes up, allow it to come up. But take the need for you needing that from your biological mum. Because when you let go of that, you will accept, you will finally accept your mum for who she is instead of trying to change her. Mm -hmm. Because you have no power. No, it's not my right. I know, I know. But it feels like it is, and I get it, Kirsty. it feels like it is. Why could you not have had the mum that wanted to do all that, that unconditionally loved you? Why not? And, you know, there's that moment of, well, why not? Why not? And you feel that emotion and you feel that pain, but you let it go. And you start to move forward because you will always be stuck and always be in pain and always be self-sabotaging around success because you're trying to change someone that you have no power over. I know. I know. You're attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deeply. Yeah. So it's the cord cutting again. Yeah. You go and do the inner child and then you bring in your mum. Mm-hmm. And you see your mum stand before you and you cut the emotional cord. You know, and if you want to do that now, you just bring her in. See her standing before you. Feel that cord. Where is the cord? In in the stomach, the womb area. Womb to womb. Yeah, womb to womb. No surprise there. Mm. Feel it. Feel the energy around it. Mm. And imagine that you're holding that sword. 
Let it build up, allow it to build, build. And when you're ready, you bring that sword down and you cut that cord and you let it fall to the ground. Let it fall, let it dissolve. And see your mum stand before you with no cord attached. And start to really breathe. As if you were breathing for the first time. Pure love, clean energy that is all around you, that is always available to you. Only this time, you're not attached. There is no need to control. There is no need to fix anyone. Your mum does not need fixed. She's on her journey. And you are on yours. And begin to see her fade into the background. And as she starts to fade, see her in her innocence. See that she is a figure, but see that she's a soul on a journey, on her journey. See her in her struggle. See her in her pain. Just begin to say inwardly to yourself as you breathe in and out and you watch her move away. I love you, I forgive you. I love you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I am no longer attached. I set myself free. And I let you go with love. I am no longer attached. I choose me. I choose new belief systems. I choose me. I choose to unconditionally love myself. And I realize that everything I need and desire is within me. And I realize that everything I need and desire out of me requires me to love me unconditionally every day. I realize that in order for me to receive everything that I desire, I need to be worthy. I need to feel worthy. 
that I need to unconditionally love myself and that I need to release all attachments to people, situations, things. I release the belief that in order for me to be worthy, that I need to be unconditionally loved by my mom. I realize that I have everything I need. And I release all beliefs through all time, space, dimension and reality. This is my truth. I am free and I have always been free. I am free and I have always been free. I am free and I have always been free. And when you're ready, open your eyes. That was good. Yeah. I do feel a nice sense of release. And you can go in and do that again. Mm. Me too. Yeah. A lot of, um, quite a few light bulb moments there. It was so weird. Before I'd even gone into it, it was just like, you get so caught up in the situation. Like it's really, this is this is what I have noticed since maybe the, the session two is this, Clarity comes to me a lot quicker rather than confusion and cloudiness, you know? For sure. You need to trust yourself. Yes, I know that. Was that you it because the parent, you know, it's this, it's this. There's no coincidence we're talking about your mum. There's no coincidence we're talking about money. The two of them are so linked. Yeah. But when yeah. you have that light bulb moment and that realisation of, holy shit. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely sabotaged this because I wanted her love more. Yeah, I've just realised I've played all my successes down. I felt the need to give, give, give. I felt the need to just lose everything because, you know, I just Maybe see then it. she would love me more. Yeah. yeah. I know this, is, this can feel tough, but it's really beautiful and it's such a breakthrough. When you start doing those money mindset work now you may not even need to sit and journal loads on this now because we've just done that um yeah you don't need to do that it maybe that is that you go in and maybe you just make sure that there's no more hooks cords and attachments maybe you just check in intuitively feel into your body if you feel them Kirsty, unhook mm -hmm. cut whatever it is you know you might have to want to move it through your body you might want to cough it you might want to do some somatic work Tune into you. You know what you need. You're super tuned in. Mm. Trust it. Then these money, this, and I said that to you, this, you're so much closer than you think. Now you don't have that belief. Now the mind may tell you you do, but energetically you don't. So you just need to keep repeating it so that it becomes hardwired and it becomes yeah. a new belief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel good. I feel like I needed needed that. 
Yeah, for sure. Do you want to go and do inner child again? I think it would help. Okay. Yeah. Just even tapping in, you know, you might even just do the little meditation part from the the Mm -hmm. um from it. You might do that and then just check in. I think just checking in with what she needs. Mm -hmm. Once or twice, you don't need to overkill. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So good, Jill. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I love it. Right. Thank you so much, Kirsty. Thank you. It was amazing. <laughs>